0: What are you going to tell us, tough guys? My usual, zero, nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pop Culture Podcast. It's your little boy, Tyson Popplestone. <laughs> What's that? I'm not sure. I got excited. I was excited. It's been a week, and uh, and by the time a week comes around, I've I spent too much time thinking about how I'm going to greet you. And the truth is, it always comes out the same way. Uh, it comes out with too much excitement and just regret on my part, the fact that I can't edit that out. But here we are. I hope uh, I hope you've all had a fantastic week. My week's been going well. I've got that song. Uh, it came on the radio today and it's it really just added a little bit to my day. It was, I'm pretty sure it was released in the 90s. I, I want to try and get the tune right for you, but singing's never a strong point. It goes, um, Oh, what is it? Seven seconds, seven seconds away. I'll be waiting. It's not a one night stand. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure of the lyrics, but it's got that kind of tune to it. Uh, I heard it this afternoon. I thought, man, how, how could one man be in a better mood? How could one man be in a better mood? And then, and then, me and Jesse had an argument. I don't want to get into the details. We had an argument. I there's different approaches to arguments. I'm, I get a little emotional. I'm too emotional with an argument. I let it. I let it get to me too much. And. Uh, I start saying things I don't mean. I start saying we need marriage counselling and and Jessie looks at me and and she's got the ability to be logical in those moments. and go, look, are are you saying this because you're emotional? I go, no, I'm saying this because our marriage is on the rocks. And she goes, look, babe, I I think just this morning you are telling me how happy you are in our marriage. Do you really feel as though our marriage is on the rock and we need counselling? Because if you do we can get some counseling. And I'm like, I feel like I'm getting in trouble from the principal. The principal always came at you with so much logic and that patronizing voice to let you know you've been a very naughty boy. And as Jesse starts bringing logic and reason and a little bit of a patronizing voice to the argument, I go, okay, you know what? I can see that I'm the immature one here. At least I can see you believe that I'm the immature one here. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, if I wanted to get really open with you guys about what we were arguing, you would you would probably agree that I was the immature. It's not that it's immature, it's just emotional. Emotions is a, you've got to control those emotions, don't you? Because before you know it, you're you're crying on a stranger, holding their leg and just asking them to rub your head and tell you everything will be okay. And I mean, that happened once. It happened once in my life, but it doesn't matter how many times you hold a stranger's leg and, and just ask them to rub you on the back of the neck. It's it's uncomfortable and, and not a standard that any man should bring themselves to. So, that was it. But then whenever you think about Seven Seconds Away, it's got a good rhythm to it. I didn't know it had like a little bit of Spanish at the start of the song. It just, it just I don't know, it just exposes you to a whole nother culture. I, I said to Jessie as we were driving into Geelong today, I go, babe, play Seven Seconds Away. And she did and she started the song and I thought, no, it's the wrong one because on Australian radio in the late 90s, I just remember the girl's voice singing second, Seven Seconds Away. But it's a good part of the song. I don't care what, she didn't like it, but the truth is she... Uh I mean, she's got a great appreciation for music. I was actually—I was about to tell you she doesn't appreciate good music, but she appreciates it even more. She's a musician. She's great on guitar. She's a great singer. In fact, that probably is a shit song. Now I think about it, because she's (laughs) she's told me it's a shit song. But hey, we'll get through it, ladies and gentlemen. Marriage is uh, a—it's a beautiful—it's a beautiful, beautiful. What do you call it? You can't say roller coaster because roller coasters have twists and turns. And I mean, it's a—it's a fairly good metaphor. It's a fairly good analogy to explain what a marriage is like. But. The truth is, it's got more highs than lows. But just this afternoon, a little bit of uh, a little bit of emotion crept out of Poppy. And then uh, Jessie's good as well because she'll always come back to me. And she goes, hey, have you calmed down? I go, yeah, I've calmed down a bit. She goes, do you want to hug it out? I go, I just need a cuddle. Or just can you just give me a hug. Because you see a stereotype of what a man is in a relationship. And you go, okay, they're a rock. Like, they're stable. These guys just bring calm when there's a storm. They just bring peace when there's anxiety. And then in our marriage, I I get emotional and start saying we need counselling. And so that's what <laughs> that's what we're walking through. I caught up with a mate for coffee this afternoon and told him about what happened and I told him my response. He goes, yeah, dude, that's, a, that's an area you can work on. Okay, okay. Okay. I was looking for a little more comfort than what you've just given me, but uh, I think it's pretty clear from this point forward, I'm going to have to work on the <laughs> the emotions. But I mean, you've got to be honest, you can, see emotions. you can see emotions flying out everywhere. That's one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about today, talking about emotions. Did you see the great man last week? I spoke about Bailey Smith from the Western Bulldogs Football Club. I was praising him last week because he was bringing the headbutt back to the AFL in a sport that's gone a little bit too pussy in the last few years because of, uh, I'm going to say, corporate commitments. Last year, Last week, I was happy to see him bring the headbutt back in. Got a little Irish boy and just uh, gave him a a little whack in the head. Gave him a little raspberry right on the forehead. And it was beautiful to see. I said, hey, how can this guy get any better? He's such a gun. He's so good looking. He's got the best mullet in the game. He can play the game well. He's he's just universally loved. He's gone out this week and one-upped himself getting done as a professional athlete for... uh, Forgetting a little bit on the cocaine, which to be fair is, uh, I, I think it's the drug of choice for for many AFL footballers. But the problem he's found himself in is this one went viral on Instagram, and as a result, everyone in the world, including me, like we've all got an opinion on what's taken place. But he's a. Uh, I mean, there's there's a number of ways that you can look at this situation. Now, for those of you who are unaware, Bailey Smith, gun footballer here in Australia. And one of the things we know is he's dealt with some mental health issues over the last couple of years. He's been fairly open about it and he's blamed his drug use uh, on his anxiety, he's just uh, he's crippling anxiety, which is just making his life difficult. And like for anyone who's who's you know tried a little bit of cocaine, you have got to be careful with cocaine because uh, some of the side effects are not just euphoria and feeling like you're the king of the world, but just crippling anxiety, paranoia, and uh, and, and psychosis. <laughs> just to chuck a spanner in the works. But the the beauty with this guy and the beauty with this story is that everything he just touches turns to gold. Like you you look at the news, the news this week, it's just an absolute wet dream for them because the truth is who wouldn't want to have a face like this guy on the front of the news and talk about how even though it looks like he's got his life together he's dealing with this crippling addiction this bad cocaine habit and all of a sudden everyone in Australia we're we're looking at him and going, man like this really this really brings the game into disrepute that's what everyone's worrying about truth is the problem is it just when a guy like that does cocaine a 14 year old kid goes oh my god like cocaine is a cool drug. If Bailey Smith's doing it, like what are we, what are we going to do? There's a few, there's a few factors going on here, and it's been such an interesting one to watch because all of a sudden we know the news needs some stories. We know that Channel Seven needs to report on something, and when a handsome man like this gets his hands on some cocaine we go this is going to sell out stories all week I've, I've been sucked right into it i'm not sure how many bags i've bought just through being on the pages that they've been advertised to me through hearing about this story but so it sucked me right in and how can it not but the best, part, the best part about the whole thing is people are talking about, like, what do we need to do? Like, how do we help this athlete? Truth is, no one gives a shit about the athlete. We're all just looking for an opportunity to capitalize on what's happened to this poor bloke. He's he's dealt with anxiety. He's been caught with a little bit of drugs. The problem, and through through a week of listening to stories, it boils down to this. AFL plays, if you're going to do cocaine, don't do it in public. <laughs> That's literally what it boils down to because... A couple of months ago, uh, an ex-wife of an ex-footballer Nadia Bartel got caught doing cocaine off a plate. Posted on Instagram, and uh, her sponsors dropped her straight away. They said, "No, no, okay, like we can't have this uh, being associated with our brand." The reason you know Bailey Smith's onto a good thing is because he's been done with cocaine. Everyone's talking about it. And every one of his sponsors has stood up and said, you know what, all right, look, Coke's not a great look, but this guy's so bloody handsome. Look at his eyes. If you don't believe me, just, I was driving along the freeway the other day and at the moment here in Melbourne, he's a, he's a main uh, sponsor for like a, a a cotton on ad. And he's got him up on a billboard and his pecs are out, his chiseled abs are out, his gorgeous eyes are out, his flowing mullet, which has been bleached is out. And a couple of weeks, I didn't notice because i was looking at the car ahead of me. As we were driving along though, I just saw my wife's head going like this. I go, sweetie, what are you looking at? She's like, I just had nothing. I looked up and I go, oh my gosh, how can you not look? How can you not look cotton on? I know you've got to sell product, but at the same time, you've got to be careful with, with where you put these ads because the truth be told is this is going to cause some car accidents. He's a gorgeous man. But that's when you know you're onto a good thing, isn't it? When you've been done for an illicit drug and your sponsors go, ah, I, we can't take him away. We've sold so many jocks because of this guy you're onto a winner. But what are you supposed to do with that? There's so many levels. Obviously, we've got to look out for the young kids who are playing footy. Truth is, we want them to aspire to be the footballer, not the drug taker, but those things, I mean, there's a couple at every team. If you're a footballer, like, who is it on your team? Maybe a whole team does it. <laughs> you get out in the quarterfinal, you get out in the prelim every single year, and you get well, this is the best day of the year because right now we can all go and get plastered on cocaine together because it's team building, it's bonding, It's a... and then if you get caught, you come out and you say it's because of mental illness. But the truth is, people just like the way it feels. They just like the way it feels. So let's just be honest, Bailey Smith, this is what people are worried about. They're worried about how cool you're making cocaine look. All right? I didn't I've never tried it before. I've never had any interest. I saw you with that bag and I go, "You know what?" I wanted to watch Scarface and I wanted to try cocaine. They're the two things. They're the, they're the only things that we're worried about. Truth is, he's I mean, his career is gonna come back in no time because he got two weeks for headbutting, he only got two weeks for cocaine. So you know, uh, as a start point, the AFL's not taking it too seriously. Like two weeks for something like that, you get six weeks for punching a guy in the face. Now, the story they're trying to tell is that cocaine is worse than punching a guy in the face. But if that was true, you'd be getting more time for your crime. So. Bailey Smith, watch this. I reckon this is going to be a blessing for his career because it's going to turn into a story of triumph, of overcoming, and uh, and one that I'm cheering for. So Bailey Smith, well, done. hey, you've upped yourself again this week. I just I don't want to come here this week, next week because you've been done for. You know, it's just all very Scarface, isn't it? If you start one week with a headbutt, which we spoke about last week, this week you've graduated to cocaine use. Next week, I'm nervous you're going to have a machine gun and you've joined a gang. All right, <laughs> so just just slow it down a little bit. Take your four weeks. Calm down a little bit, we're all cheering for you um a f l come on now like you can't even hide the fact that you're impressed by this story it's uh it, it's kind of disappointing media out there well I'd be doing exactly what you do. make the money on the story while you can because soon enough he's uh he's just going to be back to being your chiseled god of a man who can play football so gee it was a, it was interesting to see that one it was interesting to see that one this week he's uh I don't know. I'm fascinated by him. It's funny how some people just capture attention, isn't it? And I'm not sure. Like to, to be a Bailey Smith style player, you've got to be that kind of guy that, okay, sure, you can play footy, you can kick the footy. But I think the the cherry on top is how bloody good looking he is. My friend's wife is in a, a group message with a bunch of girls and, and like the girls, the conversation just goes back and forth with photos of him. I even started just trying to message a photo of myself with my shirt off just to say, hey, look, can you compare the two of us? And uh, the comment was, wow, his, his nipples are large, aren't they? Like, <laughs> Can you can you delete that one and just get back to Bailey? Honestly, he's bringing back cocaine and the mullet. So hey, in no time, we'll feel like we're back in the mid 80s. It's interesting as well. Like, some You've just got to be a little more discreet. I know I just said that. You've got to be more discreet with the way you're using cocaine. There was a bloke in the NFL back in the 70s or 80s and he, he had such a coke habit that uh, I think it came to half time and he was out there and he'd, uh, there's stories of him. I don't know exactly. I'm not a cocaine user. I'm not overly interested. In it. I get too freaked out by stories about fentanyl. I hear about these fentanyl stories like, oh my gosh, it's a death sentence. But I'm also, as I said, quite emotional. So I can, uh, I can overhype things in my mind. Uh, that's not an endorsement for cocaine, uh, despite the, the whole fact that the Bailey Smith story, I just spoke about, sounds as though it was. But yeah, there's a guy in the NFL, was it Terry Hutchinson or someone? He had such a bad habit that in the middle, I think it was Super Bowl thirteen, he uh, he went back into the locker room and, and was doing a couple of little cheeky lines before he before he went back out there. And apparently his coke habit was so bad it just it cuts away the cartilage in the middle of your nose. And it's like I was listening to Steve O's podcast the other day. He was saying that he was a, he was quite an avid cocaine user. And his biggest trick was getting it. I think it was a shoelace or a piece of pasta, and he threaded it through his nose. And through the hole in his nose, and was was doing one. That's when you know your cocaine habits it's got away from you a little bit. If you're if you've got a, a cooked piece of pasta through the hole in the middle of your nose because that's eroded, and you're doing this, uh, you know that says more about you than it does the pasta. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the answer to that question is. But I think if we boiled it all down, it's uh, it's just be more careful with uh, with who sees you do the coke. Because hey, we're not all lucky enough to be Bailey Smith. Sometimes your sponsors will drop you. It's interesting the news. It's I don't know if they they shouldn't struggle for, for news stories anymore because there's there's so many ridiculous stories out there that are just fun to report. But I guess you need to tap into our emotions a little bit, don't you? You Can't just be given us good stories. You can't just be given us sad stories and scary stories and COVID and tidal waves and bloody energy crisis. You gotta you gotta chuck in a little happy story every now and then. But one of my one of my favourite stories of the week. Did you see? Uh, so. Uh, it's so random. Some foods at the moment in Australia have just shot through the roof in terms of price. Now, there's been so much talk about inflation. There's been so much talk about things that just, uh, you know, things aren't going super well for Australia at the moment in a lot of respects. And uh, one of the things that we've been speaking about lately is just how much the prices of uh, just general day-to-day goods have gone up. My mum bought a broccoli the other day. It was $8.00 which is preposterous in its entirety. I'm not sure how much you usually pay for a broccoli, but it was a it was a small head of broccoli. I'm not talking about like a, a beach ball-sized piece of broccoli. It was just a standard. You could fit half it in a smoothie, and it, you wouldn't even be that full. But she got that uh, the other day. And then, okay, lettuce here is $10. 10 bucks a bunch for a lettuce, which I don't know anyone. I'm not sure anyone who is that passionate about lettuce. I mean, it's a bloody, is it a fruit or vegetable? I think it's considered a vegetable, but I get confused with that. I get confused with that and a tomato. Because every now and then they'll they'll chuck one at you and they'll go, hey, this is a fruit. You go, that's a potato. How is that a fruit? I'm not that's not gospel. I'm not sure that a, a, a potato is fruit. But uh I mean it's gotta it's gotta make you wonder, doesn't it? But my favourite part of this is uh <laughs> people have been kicking up the sink because because KFC have have obviously just been whacked by the lettuce storm they must go through a few lettuces because KFC have been caught out this week putting cabbage in their in their burgers rather than the uh rather than the gold mine of of lettuce and and you know consumers of of cabbage at KFC have uh they're fired up a little bit because of the fact that they they wanted their cab- they didn't want the cabbage they they go to KFC because that's where they get their lettuce and uh and as a result, they're fired up. Now, there's a few, there's a few things. If you're going to KFC, um, you're not there for the lettuce or the cabbage. Let's be honest. You're there for the chicken. You're there for the fat. You're, you're not thinking too carefully about your health, especially if it's on a regular basis. Now, I'm not saying you're not healthy. I'm just saying that if you're doing it in that moment that you're eating the KFC, you're not thinking, gee, this is good for my body. Are uh, you? Yeah. Like, it might be good a little bit for your mind. It feels bloody good for your mind. It's like a massage to your mind just to know that you're eating. You know, it's more than likely pigeon. But it's delicious pigeon labelled as as chicken. So I I love the fact that people are firing up going, I didn't pay for bloody cabbage in my burger. I wanted the, I wanted the, just get the chicken, cockhead. That's what you're there for. Stop pretending. Stop pretending. I mean, if we were at Boost Juice and they started swapping bananas with French fries, it'd be more of a problem. (laughs) But you're at KFC, which I've seen more men with man boobs going to KFC than I have you know, alpacas on on farms or, or whatever. I'm not. I struggled. I struggled with that comparison because I was thinking on my feet. And alpacas aren't really a, a a super popular farm animal, from what I can tell. You never drive past a farm of alpacas as casually as you drive past a farm of cows. If I drove past a, a, a farm of alpacas, you would, you would look and you go, "Hey, there's a farm of alpacas." But you drive past a farm of cows, you get you know what? It's just that's where they're supposed to be. But it's just, uh, I I just find that funny. I don't know. I don't know why it's so funny to me. Why is it that people are so uptight about, you should, I think cabbage is more nutritious. Uh, uh, Is that true? I think I've just made that up. I don't have any qualifications in nutrition or anything. I shouldn't be making comments about the health benefits of certain foods. But I know personally, like if I I had it in a salad, I'd go for the lettuce as well. But I don't know. I just, I find it ironic just to know that people who are eating at KFC are firing up about the fact that they wanted, they wanted lettuce Not cabbage. When the truth is, they uh, they're not that fast. They're not that fast. They should be focusing on how many push-ups they can do to get rid of their man boobs. You know, they should be focused on whether that chicken is real chicken or whether it was the pigeon that was standing at the front door just last week. I don't know. Speaking of speaking of standing at the front door just last week, I don't want to compare this bloke to a chicken. I went to go into the comics lounge here in Melbourne the other day, and there was a homeless guy standing there. And uh, man, the homeless have upped their game. The, home, the homeless have really upped their game. Yeah, this guy was committed to the cause as well. That's why I felt I had to help him because I was about to go up to. Uh, I was about to go up to the comics lounge. I watched a bit of comedy. Came down an hour later, and the guy was still standing there. I thought, man, this is okay. He's a legit homeless man. Surely, surely this guy's legit because that's that's some commitment to the cause, isn't it? If you're if you're standing there for for an hour minimum, it was a cold night as well. You're, you're doing it tough. So uh, as I as I walked outside. I walked past the guy and deliberately didn't make eye contact because I didn't want to have the conversation. It's just its just awkward. I don't know what to say. It's not because... I guess it is because I don't care about the guy. That sounds horrible, though. You're not supposed to admit you don't care. But if you don't make eye contact, you don't feel like it's its obvious that you don't care. And I walked past him. and He goes, good evening, sir. I go, oh, here we go. I couldn't just ignore him. I go, hey, go, on, mate. How are you? And uh, he goes, you can't spare me 10 bucks, can you? I've, uh, I've got no money. I said, mate, I... Uh, Mate, I honestly don't. I emptied my pockets. And I was telling the truth. I had my phone and I had my car keys. And he's like, oh, do you have uh, do you have the wallet app on your phone? I go, I do, mate. Yeah, I do. He's like, you're not able to get some cash out for me from that. I go, well, the uh, problem is, mate, you actually, you can't get cash out. As much as I want to help you, you can't get cash out on the, the wallet app at the moment. I need my actual card. And he goes, well, uh, good news. I've I've actually I've got a tap device. So if I if I connect that right now, would you be willing to give me ten (laughs) bucks? The fuck he's got me. What homeless dude has a, has a tap and go card in his pocket where I can I can make a direct deposit to him? Like, they're 150 bucks, I think. And I'm pretty sure you have to have it registered with an ABN, like a business number to, to be affiliated with it. So how is it that I've just been sucker punched into, like, it's weird. I'm, I wouldn't have even gone into IGA and spent 10 bucks without thinking about it. Now, this guy's bloody sucker punched me going, in fairness, the poor, here's the thing. He's looking he told me he's, he's looking for a bed for the night and I didn't know if I don't know if he's making it up or whether he is but it was cold and I was thinking oh, I have to give him 10 bucks I have to give him 10 bucks and I uh, because usually this is this is true usually in the account that the account that we uh, we we do our like daily pass out of it has we just we transfer money there when we need it and I forgot the next morning we were buying a car and we had to have all the money of our account in there, and so I went to show him how much we had in our uh, <laughs> how much we had in our bank account because I thought oh, I don't I don't want to uh, I don't want this guy to think I'm lying. And usually it's like zero dollars and seven cents. I thought, okay, if I don't tap and go, in, I'll just I'll just show. So I look like the biggest cockhead, biggest flex, because the the car the next day it was twenty five grand. And uh, I go, mate, sorry, I'm struggling, I'm struggling a little bit. I've got no money, and I flashed the phone around. It just says twenty five grand. <laughs> he looked at me like i was such a prick. He goes, um. Mate, you can't spare more than t- I go, dude. Look, I know this looks preposterous right now, but that's that's all the money. That's just all the money that we've ever been able to save our whole life. It's going to a car tomorrow. Like you've got to understand, if I uh, if I give you twenty things, you're actually quite tight for us as well. So guys, yeah, that's all right, mate. No, it's all right. You know, some people are more generous than others. And I thought, well, you can't heckle me as I'm trying to give you. I'm I'm literally using PayPass to give you accommodation. What homeless man has? What homeless man has a pay pass is my question. You're a walking FPOS machine. I heard rumors about this guy. Like when that tap and go came in, I, I heard people freaking out. Nah, people are just going to walk past your handbag and, and just scan. Like they'll enter an amount and they'll just walk past your handbag and hold it. He should just be doing that really. I'm not sure how far into the, the pocket that particular device can, can pick up. But but I mean, surely that's more effective. And it's not as awkward. Like you've got to have a certain level of confidence to be able to approach a person and go, hey, you happy to give me ten? Just pay pass it. And then he pulled out an iPhone. He had a better iPhone than me. He's putting out an iPhone so he could connect it to his device. I go mate, honestly, like what what is going on here? You've got more money than me. I started saying to him, mate, like you don't reckon you could lend me twenty, do you? Because things are things are a little tough in the in the Popplestone household at the moment. Do you reckon you might be able to just trick? <laughs> you, you might be able to just send that back next week. Like I'll give you an IOU tonight, but maybe next week I'll give you my bank details and, and you can maybe hook me back up. He was lovely. There was something slightly off with him as well. Like I, I'm not sure whether it was there was something off because the timing the timing with what he was saying was wrong. Like he, he thanked me once I pay past him, and uh, and I walked away. And I'm not kidding. I was hundred meters away from him, and he goes, he just yelled out, hey, thank you, <laughs> thank you." I okay, go, mate. Usually, I'm not sure what was just happening in your head, but the thank you usually comes the, the moment I leave. So as much as I appreciate the fact you thanked me, that was a very strange experience. I just t- I turned around and gave him a wave. Because I wanted people to know that he was talking to me. Because you don't wanna you can't just be paying a homeless man and not be seen for doing it, can you? Because otherwise, what's the what's the point? If a tree falls over in the forest and no one hears it, did it really happen? Exactly. If Tyson gives a homeless man ten bucks and no one knows about it, I mean, how's he gonna look like a good bloke? Is is, is the question that I have. I'm not sure why I'm waiting. For, for you like you can answer me because i understand this is a one-way conversation but um it just it felt inappropriate for me to talk, talk over what might have been your your answer so, so what i'm saying is watch yourself if you're trying to get away from paying homeless people don't even have your card on you these days don't even have your phone because those, those shifty little buggers are carrying iphone 12s and uh and they've got tap and go on their you know on their person <laughs> as they say it's awkward it's an awkward conversation oh no do you know it was awkward Okay, well this, this is awkward on two fronts. So right, here's the thing. I've had, just between me and you, I've had the itchiest ass for ages. I just keep walking around scratching. I was like, I keep saying to Jesse, babe, I've got the itchiest ass. Why is my ass itchy? I've never had an itchy ass like this. And I've, I've been saying that now, I reckon, for, for a year and a half. And it, it's too itchy. It was it was getting real bad. She goes, babe, you've got hemorrhoids, you dick. She goes, show me. I go, I'm not showing you. She goes, just show me, asshole. I'm not going to, sweetie, I don't want to show you my asshole. So we've been married for a long time. Just show it to me. I couldn't I couldn't show my wife my asshole, but anyway, she goes back, just go if you don't want to get it seen book in for the doctors like what are they gonna do? What's the doctor going? to do? They're gonna to have to say. I'd rather show you my asshole than Dr. Joe who I walk past each morning. you know when I'm taking my little boy out to get a bubbuccino, I'm getting a coffee. I don't want Dr. Joe. I don't want the feeling of that. This is the problem with a small town. Small town doctors have that problem. You have to be able to navigate, all oh, right, which doctor will I show my asshole to so that on tomorrow's walk he doesn't look at me and just have a flashback? You don't want your local doctor to each time you go to the coffee shop just to see your face and it reminds you of the day he had to ask you to bend over and look inside your asshole. And so I didn't want to put that on any of us. And so uh, rather than putting that on any of us, and, and mostly on me, like I, I honestly, personally, when I think about it, I don't really care if he if he sees my asshole because it's probably, it's probably quite cute is... I was gonna say is what I've heard, but I've never been in a position. Like, don't go getting any theories. People often confuse me as a gay man. I shouldn't just be saying how lovely my asshole is, because that only adds fuel to the fire, doesn't it? Um, for any gay man listening, I hope this is an attractive image because it'd be it'd be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It's well maintained usually, but it's just been so I said to Jesse, I go, babe, look, I can't go to the doctor. She goes, Well, just go to the chemistry, get some hemorrhoid cream. I go, sweetie, here's the truth. I'm not going to anyone to ask about asshole cream. I don't want anyone to know. I just don't want to have that conversation. She goes, Well, you've been at this for a year and a half, would it would it make you feel better if I went and got it for you? I go, well, yeah, it would actually. It would make me feel a lot better. I would much rather you go and get it. She goes, good, well, I'm pregnant. Uh, I'll just, I'll duck in and I'll have a quick awkward conversation with you and I'll be right out of there. Because uh, as a pregnant woman, hemorrhoids are quite common. The The pharmacist will see me and go, oh, poor lady's got hemorrhoids and asshole because of the fact she's pregnant. Let's help her so she went down there. She came home. She came home forty minutes later. She was pissing herself laughing. "Oh, sweetie, what what's happened? What is so funny?" She goes, "Mate, you never ever question my love for you again because I've just I've just gone to the pharmacy, and uh, I've told the doctor that I've got hemorrhoids because you because you've got them. I think it hasn't been confirmed. I just want you to know." And the doctor started asking real personal questions like. Uh, now, do you know how to apply this lubricant? So if you just if you just insert, you can actually insert the tip of your finger into your anus and you can just spin it around like this. He's like, you can even do like a, a little mini squat. You, if that, that might actually help open open the actual uh, the rectum a little bit more. You can just slip your finger in, maybe put a little bit of moisture on it. Do you know what I mean? Like a, just a little bit of moisture. He's asking her questions about like, how do you know how big they are? Do you know how big the hemorrhoids are? Have you had this problem in the past? What does it feel like? what does it feel like like does it does it get worse after certain foods do you feel as though it's worse after you've done a poo or is it is it worse just at random and jessie has gone she had to <laughs> she had to make believe that uh she had to commit because it started slow and before you know it the the pharmacist was talking about having your index finger in your asshole and just doing your best to, to make these things go away and and that's exactly what i was trying to avoid through this conversation i didn't want to have to have that conversation and so so, next time you see Jessie, just hey, politely ask her how her asshole's gone because you heard she had some terrible hemorrhoid. Don't ask that because honestly, there's, there's certain things that you shouldn't ask a person, especially if you've never met before. If you've never met my wife before and, and the first thing you said to her was, How's your asshole? I can, I can tell you that she, she wouldn't take it well. She's just that kind of person. I don't know. She likes, she likes small talk. Like, even me, sometimes, if I came home and said to her, Hey, babe, how's your asshole? She'll go, Just ask me how my day's going. Ask me what I did with Charlie. Ask me if he slept. Ask me if he ate his lunch. Ask me how I'm feeling. Ask me how did I manage my time with my son. Don't walk in the door and say, "Baby, how's your asshole?" And so these are the things you learn through marriage. And, and I've been to I've been together with my wife now for 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 fourteen years, married for eleven of those years. And uh, you you would think you would know at this point in the marriage. Hey, don't ask the question, "How's your asshole?" Because it's you know, I was about to say women respond differently to questions that men do. But to be fair, if she came home and asked me that question, I'd go, "Sweetie, that is a very, very, it's a very strange way to, uh, I don't know. It's just a very strange way to start a question, a, a conversation." What I said, I, I had a couple of things. oh, all right, I've got, i got a couple more for you, and then I'll, I'll get out of here because I've got my, I've got my, as I said, my in-laws are on their way down, and. Uh, but I, there's another article I wanted to tell you about because I thought what a what a rough way to start a marriage. Did you? There was a news article about a Chinese dude who uh, he just married his wife, and just as they'd sealed the deal, they had a little competition in front of the whole congregation, in front of the whole audience. They had a little competition, little cute competition. I don't know what it was, I don't know what it entailed, but the the wife won, and the the husband got so enraged, enraged that in front of the whole <laughs> in front of the whole audience, I'm not laughing at violence against women. I'm just laughing at this one instance of it because it's so inappropriate. Okay, so don't take this as as me supporting it. Just take this as me finding it funny because it's just it's funny because it's the wrong way to start a marriage. He punched her directly in the face. Like it's <laughs> just... I don't know if there was other things going on before this that led to it. Maybe she said maybe she deserved it. Is the thing, maybe she'd said something inappropriate and she just needed to be brought back in. Into... Can you say this anymore? Am I going to be banned? Do I need to, do I need to uh, explain to you that this is just a joke I was I was purely mucking around. There's nothing more that I can that I can say about that for you to believe me. But just what a horrific start to, what a horrific start to a marriage that is. Anyway, wait, no joke. Perfect timing. I've just got a knock at the door from my uh, my beautiful father-in-law. Uh, yeah, you're going to hear his voice in a minute. It gets quite loud. It gets quite ready. So as a result, I'm going to keep this one short today. But next week, come back to you in style from the USA. Um, so I'll see you then. All right. Thanks for being here. Enjoy your enjoy the rest of your week. Much love, <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll see you in a week's time. Bye.